Hurry, spaces for Connect are going super fast. Click the Connect icon in your Pioneer X Pharmacy software so that you don't miss the premier pharmacy event of this summer. Your business depends on it. Click, pack, grab your boots. I'll see you in Nashville. We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you'll get actionable business advice. Hear stories from industry leaders. And share a laugh or two with us. Fuel your passion for pharmacy. One conversation at a time. Four. Three. Two. One. Ignition. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I am your host, Mark Bivens, Vice President of Sales for Pioneer X. And today I'm here with my co-host, Marsha. Hi, I'm Director of Marketing for Pioneer X, Marsha Bivens. Our guests today, Tori Grooms and Abby Scott, and they are currently pharmacy residents at Moose Pharmacy. Welcome to Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you. Tori, we've, we met you at Moose Pharmacy. Yes. So you're familiar with me. Um, yeah. Also joining me today is um, co-host Mark Bivens. Um, and we can go ahead and answer the awkward question. Yes, he is my spouse. He's my <laughs> Clearly, my I work on personality only. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the other half, and uh, together we make marketing and sales at Pioneer. We do. Oh, that's awesome. Dream team. Yes. So, Abby, so interesting enough, your last name is Scott. That is my maiden name. Oh, no way. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty common, though. Like It, it yeah. is It is you super. See, you see and that quite a bit. It is. There's no spelling issues when you say, yeah, Marsha Scott. I know. They I know. You downgraded with my name. We know. <laughs> I, I, I asked him, I was like, is there any way we can maybe like, you know, swing it and maybe you go like Scott and we just do something new? Yeah, more progressive. <laughs> I see what you mean. Could I mean, yeah, it's could it's, do that. There's nothing stopping still could you. Go that way. It's, I mean, we still could. It is. It's amazing. Um, well, I mean, 16 years in, I think it's a little hard to change everything now. But yeah. Um, and then two teenagers. That would be a. Let, let's talk about y'all's new last name. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> that probably wouldn't go over very well. But yeah, it's it's amazing the pronunciations and the spellings. They're like bovine. And it's like no, there's no O in there. But good job. Very pig based. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And married to a pig farmer. So, <laughs> um, Okay, so Abby, talk to us. Um, I've never met you before, and you've never met us, but you two no. are, are, are BFFs, BFFs going back to college or further than that? No. So we are co-residents. So we actually just met in June. The first oh, cool. time we ever spoke was probably May, I think. Okay. Yeah, um, matching. yeah right after we matched. So we just got paired together. The way that the match process works with Moose Pharmacy is that we take two residents every year and okay. we just get paired up and then it worked out. Yeah. So, um, no, I didn't know her from Adam, but it's, I mean, we're pretty good friends now at this point, I would say. So new but, BFFs. Yeah, yeah new okay. BFFs, that's right. Okay. And you're the, you're, you're the OU grad. Yes. Correct. All right. We can talk about Lincoln Riley and all of that later. Let's not though. talk about Lincoln Riley. But That's yeah, I was just kind of wondering if it, it's even okay to say his name anymore. Um, it, it's not. In general. Noted. <laughs> noted. Subject. We will move on from Lincoln Riley. And that will get edited out. You are <laughs> dead to us. We can talk, but maybe not Lincoln. <laughs> Abby, can you like kind of take us through like what got you in the pharmacy and then, you know, what led you down to this path all the way to Moose Pharmacy, like one of the most kind of leading edge pharmacies from a community independent perspective in the country. Yeah, I can do that. So I have been interested in pharmacy since eighth grade. I had a chemistry teacher in middle school that was just phenomenal. She was, um, she really believed in me and really believed in the fact that like I was good at science and I could be like a great scientist basically. Um, and so she just kind of led me down this path seeing, thinking like, okay, do you want to do a career in the health sciences? And I just stumbled upon pharmacy and just fell in love with it as a little 14 year old. So it's been a few years at this point. I didn't have any family in pharmacy, okay, anything yeah. like that. I just really felt like that was a good fit for me, which 
again, as a 14 year old, what, like, I know. why would you, did you think that? Did you figured out <laughs> um, pharmacies for me at 14? Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Without much help. I, I don't know. Um, so I'm sure my parents kind of thought I was it was also just 14. Yeah, yeah, we were both were, but I'm sure my parents kind of thought this was just a phase and, <laughs> you know, but it, I stuck through it. I um, went to the university of Oklahoma for pharmacy school and for undergrad. So I mean, I've been to all the football games at OU. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but just really fell in love with independent pharmacy. I worked for a PSAO for a few years in undergrad and then also through pharmacy school, worked on an independent pharmacy. But I just loved how independent pharmacy, we prioritize our patients and we put them first. It's like profit isn't a bad word. You do have to make money sure. in pharmacy. But I feel like independent pharmacy, we just put our patients first. And I loved that. And just getting to know all of my patients in all through school. And then now here at Moose Pharmacy, um, when I was going through pharmacy school, I didn't really think residency was for me because OU, we do a lot of like more of the inpatient pharmacies looking at, right. you know, a hospital based like pharmacy residency and all of that. So when I heard about community pharmacy residency, I was like, mm, maybe we'll think <laughs> about it. And then of course, obviously it kind of turned out that way. One of my professors in school um, is really involved with NCPA. He did a did a community-based pharmacy residency and just talked it up and really loved it and talked to him about it. And was like, okay, what are the benefits of doing this? Why would I do this? And he just loved it, really recommended that I look at it at least. And here we are. Um, Oklahoma has a huge base in community yes. pharmacy and independent mm -hmm. community pharmacy. So... I loved Oklahoma and I loved being back there, but I wanted to see something different and to see something new, how other places in the country do it. And North Carolina is very progressive with our pharmacy oh, absolutely. laws. And, yeah. And then Moose Pharmacy at that, like incredibly yeah, no, innovative. So in kind of just like a shoot your shot thing. I'll go ahead and interview with Moose and see what happens. And nice. they liked me. I liked them and we just matched up. Cool. Here we are. All right. That's the, that's the common that I hear is that if, if you get to do a residency at Moose or with Amina, it's like you've hit the gold mine. Yes. So. Yes. yes. I am learning more than I ever thought I learned. I would learn not only as a professional, as a pharmacist, but also as a person. I feel like the people here have supported me. Obviously, I met Tori, like <laughs> new BFF here. Yeah. Um, but it's been such a phenomenal experience and my, I have been threatening my parents. I was like, I think I might stay here. It's gorgeous <laughs> we'll there too. Like, it is. Nothing, nothing against Oklahoma, yeah, if, if we ever it moved, pretty there as well. Yeah. It's if we ever there. moved out of, out of Texas, I would go, I would go East coast any, any time all day long. And I love the North Carolina area. Um, and, and now we're kind of might be dabbling in Georgia a little bit soon. Our daughter might be going to SCAD. So Oh, oh yeah, wow. going to college down there. Yep. Yeah, we're, well, we're approaching that. So Tori, okay, so obviously you did not go to Oklahoma or come from Oklahoma. <laughs> so talk to us about your your school and your journey. Yeah, so I have a very different journey. Um, so I am originally from North Carolina. So this is me kind of coming back home. Um, I went to University of North Carolina Greensboro for okay. undergrad. Um, I got my degree there and then um, went to pharmacy school in Nashville, Tennessee at Belmont University. Um, but my journey is different because I am married and have three kiddos. Oh, wow. So okay. I started pharmacy school with just my first son. Um, and then we ended up having two more while I was in pharmacy school, like in the middle of the semester, I was that stereotypical person who oh, had a wow. baby and then was back for the exam the next week. Wow. Um, so that was me and not once, but twice did I do that. Oh, so, man. All right. um, I think that is kind of, that has started my, my trend with like leadership and pushing the envelope. People are like, oh, okay, yeah. this girl is tough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so I've survived pharmacy school, um, have three, three little boys who are awesome. They're now six, three, and two. Okay. My wow. husband actually, yeah, they're little. Um, mm. my husband got a job in North Carolina in the hospital system here. 
and um, he's on the administration side. So we have fun kind of bouncing different variety of ideas off of each other. But his his job brought him to Concord, North Carolina, okay. which I knew from being raised in North Carolina that there was a really good pharmacy right up yeah. the road from him. Might have heard of one. Um, so that made it an easy move for us. Um, I, I wasn't a shoe in to get the resident position, but I knew if I applied um, that I would have a chance. And to, to help with that, I also made sure that um, as I was going on my fourth year rotations, I was able to line up those rotations. So I, I messaged Joe on LinkedIn, of all things, <laughs> nice. and asked him if he would take me as one of his fourth year students. Um, and I was able to do two months of rotations at Moose Pharmacy, um, one just being a general community re- um, community rotation, and the other was a management rotation. So that gave me a little bit of an edge against other other students because I had that one-on-one experience with both mm-hmm. Joe and um, the pharmacy manager, Kelsey. Nice. So that was hugely helpful because, again, you know, kids in school, not a whole lot of leadership positions and things well, like that. Leading the family. Um, but I was I mean, able to yeah. show them, you know, what I was capable of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Huge respect for having a kid and then showing up to class. I, I did the same thing. I had my daughter while I was in college and I showed up like I had her Tuesday and I showed up Friday to take the take a test. And he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> You've just yeah. had yeah. a baby. And yeah. I was like, well, we have a test and I'm not going to ask to take it later or get excused right. out of it. Yeah, you, it's just going to prolong, you know, yeah. the, the stress. So what, and I might as well just knock it out. Yeah. Like, it's incredible the <laughs> things that Tori has had to do the last few months. And luckily she has like the support of our pharmacy, like leadership team, her husband, but mm-hmm. her boys are Man, they're so fun. They're my little buddies. So. <laughs> this is them. Auntie Abby now. Yes. Auntie, okay. that, that is where our relationship is. Noted. Yes, just hang out on the weekends. Come over for family dinner. So this is the time in their lives where they're going to say the cutest freaking things, and it just needs to become like the staple in the house. Yes. One of the things that Mackie would say when she was a toddler was, you repeat it well. Oh, which ones? Which 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 one? I'm not sure which one you're going for. I know, like you. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. She would say something like, "I don't like a you." Or it was yeah. when you're telling her no or telling her she can't do something. It'd be, and, "I know, like you." And no now, more. now we we very much use it in the house. Um, yeah, even at 17, and to our 12 year old boy as well. Yes. Aww. So, so you got start, Tori. You your first job, I think. Uh, we did a little research or somebody else did some research for us. Um, I think, you know, her, Madison, uh, with, your first job was at Prevo drug. Yes. That, Prevo that- drug in Ashboro. So I worked for the great Stan Haywood, um, the late great, uh, Stan Haywood. Stan. And now it's mm-hmm. owned by Ken and Ashley, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I worked for Ashley Duggins and Stan. Um, so Prevo is great in Ashboro. They've, They've got a good thing going um, in that small town. So I'm, I'm very proud to be able to say that that was my first job. Yeah, they've been, they were the, like one of the original pioneer adopters uh, 10 years mm-hmm. ago. Um, yeah. And not, not a like pretty busy store too in there yeah. as well. Yeah, and they're, they're constantly expanding. So they have added on like a little strip mall area that's back behind the pharmacy. Okay. They've bought out space there so that they can do like diabetes education and um kind of like a clinic space back there so i think they're they're continuing to expand what they're offering nice everyone you can learn more about ken and ashley on the beyond the scripts episode um episode 12 that's cool so what is both of uh like both of you what what currently what role as a resident are you playing today at, at moose so let's start with abby what is a day in a life at a moose pharmacy for a resident yeah. for your role so, it's hard to say a day in a life because <laughs> I feel different. like every day is very, very different. Right um, mm-hmm. So we'll do a week in the life. It'll probably go. be a little easier mm-hmm. to get a big, like a full picture of what we do. Um, so currently one of our biggest projects is that we have a grant with the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services, um, okay. NCDHHS. So okay. all the letters, alphabet mm-hmm. soup, like pharmacy does. Mm-hmm. Um, But that gives us the opportunity to do MTM hours with them, with patients, one-on-one visits with patients and actually get paid for it, which is amazing. That's huge. Yeah. So yeah, when we see, you know, pharmacists, we're always doing these home visits. We're going and 
seeing patients at home and talking about their like adherence or talking about their health or mm -hmm. bringing them into the pharmacy and having one-on-one -on -one conversations with them. Unfortunately, we're not getting paid for that a lot of times, but because we have this grant, we're able to do that. So the residents are leading up this project right now, just getting all of these hours in, um, just really trying to improve the health of our community. So mm -hmm. I had a patient yesterday that I just sat with and was like, okay, we are going to sit down and we're going to talk about, you have diabetes. Let's mm -hmm. talk about your nutrition and let's okay. talk about what you're eating. Walk me through a day, like your normal diet in a day, mm -hmm. um, educating him on those pieces, looking at his medications. Is there something that we need to adjust? Is there something that we need to change? You know, he has kidney problems. And so, okay, let's put an SGLT2 inhibitor mm -hmm. on and for that kidney benefit and making sure that his medication regimen is, you know, up to snuff and really meets, mm -hmm. um, really, really is what it needs to be. So we spend a lot of time doing that. Also trying to get into the clinic setting and okay. actually we're trying to partner with an FQHC. We're just hitting some administrative roadblocks right now, but we're getting pretty close with that. Um, actually going into the clinic and providing those hours again that are being paid for from the state. So those are basically free hours oh, yeah. just to prove our worth to this clinic and say, the pharmacist is a very, very mm -hmm. valuable member of your healthcare team. You need to have a pharmacist on board. Mm -hmm. And so we can help your, you know, PA or your physician or whoever really take care of your patients. So working on that. Um, but I think one of the biggest things we're doing, we actually just had like a call about it this morning is North Carolina law just changed to allow okay. pharmacists to prescribe tobacco cessation products. So nicotine replacement oh, right therapy, okay. um, hormonal contraceptives, glucagon, prenatal vitamins. And I, is it post exposure? Yeah. Post exposure prophylaxis for right. HIV. Okay. Um, nice. so okay. we are heading up those projects and I'll let Tori kind of jump in on that since she's been doing a lot with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to take these ideas and put them into action. Um, so the law actually was approved and, and set into action on February 1st, but unfortunately we're still waiting on standing orders. So we can't actually mm. go with it right. yet. Um, but we are just making sure we're following appointment based model. So we want to make mm. sure that we have some marketing in place so that mm. our patients know about these new options. And then, um, that they know that we're trying our best to schedule that way we can still continue on with our normal pharmacy workflow. Mm. Um, and then as far as like actually prescribing these products, we're making sure on our end that we're getting the most cost effective options for both the pharmacy and the patient. Mm -hmm. So a lot of research in that side too. Um, birth control is definitely the most complicated yes. when it comes to nicotine replacement. There's only that's a few good. options. Really? Yeah, that yeah. one is okay. Yeah. I mean, that that's one's ready to roll yeah. out. We're just waiting on that standing order to be signed by the health and, department. And that one's yeah. ready to go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The so. birth control is taking a little bit more um, of a of an eye to it. So I'm coming up with documents, showing them to people, um, and making sure that we're Speaking getting we lots go. and lots of feedback before yeah. we roll it out. Um, so we want it to be very easy and seamless, but also um, very, very professional. Um, so mm -hmm. we don't want to be, you know, pulling up the CDC app while we have patients in front of us. We want to make sure that we've, you know, done all of our research ahead of time and have the best um, kind of options laid out in, in advance as much as we can. There's always going to be a curveball, but right. we're trying to make it as professional as possible. So, so smoking yes. cessation first, is that what I've heard? Mm -hmm. So that one's, that yes. one's good, ready yes. to go. Yeah. Why is, why that is one's... birth control yeah, what's, what's so the complex? What's, what's the complexity there? What's, what is that non-pharmacist? So talk to a, talk to me like I'm yeah. kind of dumb. So yeah. the biggest complexity right now is we're waiting on the standing order. So okay, cool. all of these are going into effect based off of a statewide standing order to that the health director is signing basically an order saying the pharmacist, if they, the patient meets X, Y, Z criteria, mm -hmm. then the pharmacist can prescribe these products. Mm -hmm. And I mean, smoking cessation, that's pretty straightforward. We're doing nicotine replacement products that are over the counter right. anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just waiting on the medical director to sign off on that. There are very clear guidelines yes. when it comes to nicotine with the hormonal contraceptives, mm -hmm. there are so um, 
just there's <laughs> so many different kinds. So, so you've got oh, your yes. progesterone only pills, and then you've mm-hmm. got your combined oral contraceptives. And within those, you have four different generations of right. progestins yeah. that have different okay. activities. Yeah. So you're really looking at how you're compensating for the woman's natural hormones okay. um, to help, you know, use the side effect profile to your advantage. Yes. So that's that's just really complex and trying to think through and then try to simplify it so that we can you know, make these decisions quickly and not just be mm-hmm. like, hey, this is one size fits all. You get right. this drug. Right. Yeah. Um, While- it's not. Yeah, while fitting in the box of the standing order. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right, right, yeah. exactly. So, and yes. we don't have that yet. Right. So, I don't know yeah. if we're like overthinking <laughs> yeah. it and then yeah. they're going to come back with this real tiny box and <laughs> be like, you have these four products to choose from. But, right. I mean, yeah. but that's what most pharmacists do. We overthink it. We yes. win for the worst case scenario. That's a great, then, great you know, point. Yeah. 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 We're also very, very good. I think this is just Moose Pharmacy in general. I think we're getting a little off topic here about <laughs> what we do as a resident, but we're very good at just seeing the new opportunities and just jumping, yeah. like jumping mm-hmm. straight in. So a couple months ago when these monoclonal antibody treatments for COVID-19 were really big and you know, you couldn't get them anywhere. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We were doing them in our parking lot. Yeah. So we brought patients in, we don't have pharmacy space, like actual physical space in the store where we could separate these COVID positive patients from yeah. maybe the patients who are very high risk and obviously are not COVID positive at that time. Um, so we were doing these injections and these treatments in our parking lot, in patients' cars, bringing them nice. all in. Mm-hmm. That was an adventure. Basically, we just jumped right on it and yeah. we saw a new opportunity and we jumped. We're doing the same thing with the Evashield, so that um, prophylaxis, that prevention and antibody, monoclonal mm-hmm. antibody for patients who are very, very high risk and immunocompromised, um, antibody testing, antigen testing, PCR. <laughs> So triplicate. We, we've now added flu the, yes, to our lineup. Oh, we've good. done that. We've done. I I feel like if something is new, we just jump in on it, yeah. and the residents are the ones who have to figure it figure out. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So we put like figure out like do the research behind it. Like which test are we doing? Which one has the specificity and yeah. um, sensitivity and all of that? Yeah. I went to. I was there to visit you probably about a month ago, and yeah. I believe like while I was in. Joe's office there visiting y'all had to go out and do a COVID test yeah yeah it's a very small space in that store I feel like I feel like Joe does a fantastic job of creating a culture like that though yeah like I think you know what you sign up for when you're going to a to a Mm -hmm. moose pharmacy and if that's not your bag Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know then 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 maybe it's not for you but and I've I've followed your I've, I've always followed uh, social media on, on our pharmacies. And like, let me ask you, so for your farm, for Moose Pharmacy, who does the social media? Who's doing the we marketing? We actually do have someone who helps yeah. with social media. So we feed them ideas. So um, right. We have like students. One of our student projects every month is to have our students come up with like a blog post that gives um, our social media kind of an idea for like the random holidays that you get throughout the years. Our <laughs> yep. students will always take those random holidays and tie it into a Moose Pharmacy service or product. Um, so some of that is comes from um, student projects and then others are either unique ideas or sometimes sometimes we do create things. If it's something that needs to be urgently pressed, you know, we've got something new that we want the word to get out quickly, then we just send it to Joe and he'll post it for us. But <laughs> yeah. um, we do have a guy for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to leave the two things you guys talked about too, too soon though. Um, no. The, uh, you said you guys are, you got some grant money to do basically a lot of, uh, I'm going to call it patient interactions that, that benefit yeah. the patient. Um, are those targeted disease states? I heard you say diabetes. Is that yeah. something kind of like focused on a certain disease state and you go check, 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 here's the boxes that this qualifies for. Let, let me try to help this patient because they're in this box. Yeah. It's like, yes and no. Okay. So we have, it's a very broad thing, right? Okay. So of course the program is really trying to, t- to target heart disease so, such as hypertension, ASCVD or, okay. um, arthrosclerotic cardiovascular mm-hmm. disease. That's a big word, ASCVD. Mm-hmm. Um, and then diabetes. Those are like the big ones. Okay. But if we see a patient and they need help with maybe asthma or COPD or, okay. I mean, mental health, like talking about their mental health, 
we have free reign to do that too. So most of our patients, we do diabetes and heart disease, hypertension, but we just, it's, it's very, broad, very broad. And I think it's intentionally left very broad mm -hmm. um, so that it's nothing like doing, you know, an outcomes MTM CMR. We're not necessarily just checking boxes and giving data. Um, there are a few data points that they do ask from mm -hmm. us. But the rest is just like, just do what it takes to help these patients. Right. And um, then you're so following, we're really trying to target the worst of the worst. And then you're following the patients you've engaged yeah. with. And, yeah. So and we kinda, try to enroll them basically. Right. And I so gotcha. we are keeping their chart as an e right. care plan. Right. So it's all happening Pioneer. in Pioneer. Um, and that we get triggers. To, to notify us when they're they're due for their follow-up or okay. if they have um, a targeted medication is initiated or refilled, then they jump onto our list. Okay. So um, we, we ha are triggered and notified of our internal patients that we need to, to work with. Mm -hmm. And then we also have referrals coming from outside mm -hmm. providers so that we are, we're actually getting some patients that are not Moose Pharmacy patients um, and even though we're not completely in the doors of a <laughs> clinic yet, we're getting outside patients. So yeah. that, that first step is happening. All right. So this providers, they've been educated on the program then is that due to your boots on the ground or something else? Yes. Yes. That's, that's all us. Okay. So we, we fax providers after every encounter. Oh, okay, um, cool. and so we've made sure to make that very intentional to have a yeah. description of what this program is. And then we have a fax like, this is what your pharmacist is doing for these yeah. patients. And then a place for kind of some recommendations or questions. Sometimes we're asking for lab values. Sometimes we're asking for medication changes. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're also including another section for those providers to communicate back to us. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're getting a lot of communication with providers. Um, and, and we are really noticing that we're very well respected. Like yeah. if we kind of yeah. thought, oh, we were going to fax these off and it's going to be like sending those outcomes tips. Hey, this patient needs a statin and you fax it 50 <laughs> times and you never hear back. I know. Yeah, everyone um, ignores those But half we're the time. getting no responses same yeah. day, maybe next day. Um, and we really feel like we're part of the team. Yeah. And not just a fax, but I've phone had calls. phone calls. Yeah. Um, even just, you know, they'll send over a new prescription for lisinopril or something. Yeah. So we're making some really great changes in patient patient outcomes and um, had one patient that we got and set up with a Dexcom meter and he yeah. loves it. And that was <laughs> partially our recommendation trying cool. to get him like to help control his diabetes. Changes so his life. Yeah, yeah. No, you literally changed so his life. Yeah. Uh, making a lot of inroads with the physicians then it mm -hmm. sounds like as well. What are the, how, well, I, I think in North Carolina that Joe and Amina have both kind of oh, really yeah, no, opened pi like the lack of a better term pioneered. It. Yes. They've, they've <laughs> pioneered. I mean, cause there are some of our, of our pharmacists who say they struggle to get the doctor to email them or communicate mm -hmm. back. And I think Amina and Joe have really kind of opened up that conversation and created a great community conversational loop between the doctors and the pharmacist. So I think it's amazing and a great testimonial to get other states and other pharmacists to get off behind the and, bench. Well, And also what they're doing too, is they're providing value first. Like if mm -hmm. I'm faxing you, Hey, this is what I did for your patient. You can go update your chart notes, whatever you need yep. to do yeah. and go, Hey, this yeah. is what it's way easier to go knock on that person's door and go, Hey, I'm Tori. I'm the one that sent you those faxes <laughs> yes, that, um, exactly. uh, about your patients, man. You can have a much like it's a much more approachable conversation yeah. than mm -hmm. just straight up showing up. You've never met me before, but this is what we do. Well, and yeah. not to mention that now you've, 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 that that um, conversation and that just um, engagement. And so now it's like, okay, they, they actually take care of my patients. It's not just going to be, I send a medication and it may or may not work and who cares? And right. that, that opens up more patients being sent to your pharmacy. And, and, uh, and that, that's a good that's point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and you're also, that's the end goal. And, and what Madison just typed up some gold here. So I'm giving you credit for that, but it's a, it's way <laughs> easier to walk up to them and go, this is what I did do. And then tell them what you can do mm -hmm. instead exactly. of, instead of just exactly. saying what, what you can do. Right. So exactly. instead so, of putting yeah. it the and way that you, that's a lot of this <laughs> and the, a lot of what's going on is we're trying to get the data that the state is collecting. Mm -hmm. They're trying to collect data. So we're not the only pharmacy working on this project. We've got like a whole network of pharmacies throughout the state, but we're trying to collect this data and say, look at what pharmacists are doing. Pay us. We are mm -hmm. worth like, you know, these payers 
telling them we are worth your time and your money. Um, it's all for the patient. Like at the end of the day, like we can't, Oh, I just touched the mic. Um, (laughs) so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if we're providing the best care, if we can't keep the doors open, if we can't pay our employees. And so the state is giving us that opportunity and that grant money to almost like bridge the gap until we get all of these things happening. And it's just, opening up a lot of doors for us yeah. here in, and, and letting you kind of create that ultimate white paper to point to, to go see, yeah. look what, look, follow, we follow these patients. We interacted with them as appropriate. Um, right. that's mm-hmm. why it's worth paying for these services. And here's the proof exactly. longitudinal data that represents that. Right. Yeah. Yes. So it was really fun when we got our first email from, um, the clinic that we're trying to get into and they asked, so what do you guys do? <laughs> That's it was so a very good. simple email, and I was like, "Oh, she just." <laughs> un- That's opening. Like cracking her so knuckles. We like, let me, like, let me work. Day. Let me, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. We like yeah. sent it back and forth to each other. Like, is this what we should say? Because I think we typed it up in like a Google Doc yeah. first. We yep. didn't even put it in an email. Right. No. <laughs> like, yep. oh, yeah. so, so she got about a three-page response <laughs> to that one, <laughs> like a quick question. Um, it's kind of funny, actually. She was calling us like. MD grooms, like, like yeah. all these things. Like, Oh no, hold on. I am a pharmacist. I'm a farm D yeah. hold on. <laughs> um, so again, that's just that education piece with getting the pharmacist out there in the community and in the healthcare team saying, right. look at the three page list of things that we can do. Right. So cool. So exciting. She was like, I know you can do med rec, but what else can you do? And I was like, Oh girl. Oh, that- <laughs> <laughs> that, that's impressive that she took the time to actually read all the stuff that you're offering. Cause I mean, you yeah. write a three page, you write even a one page email to Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. Yes. Jeff, yeah. yeah. He's going to call you and go. The way yeah. into Jeff's heart is short and succinct. Yeah. He, yeah. he emails like he texts. <laughs> Cinema one-liner, that's it. That's that's really cool. Um, so that's good. So this has kind of helped create conversations then. I was going to ask you guys, how what's been the barometer so far with approaching physicians and, and educating them? Are they mostly receptive? Are they kind of, hey, you got something free. What's this smells weird? You know what I mean? Like what yeah. what is the, what's it been like? It's been good. So Abby is really good at like boots on the ground and like giving me lots of good data. And I'm kind of more of a Marsha and want to talk about it Mm -hmm. and and share Mm -hmm. our highlight reel. Um, So so Abby teed up um, and had one of the doctors come into Mm -hmm. the pharmacy one day. And so she talked to them one-on-one while we were in the pharmacy. And then we did our big switch. So Moose Pharmacy residents switch and work at Concord and Mount Pleasant. And we rotate um, quarterly. Yeah. So we did our big switch in the middle of her trying to talk to this person. And as soon as I got to Concord, I was like, I'm going to go to their office. <laughs> I'm going to talk to them. She just walked in one day and this particular physician, she was like, okay, typically you want to make an appointment. Maybe like, schedule this. Meeting. Like, that's right. usually how you want to do this. Yeah. But I was no. like, I know, I'm sorry, but she just did I know that you're going to get me in touch with someone and I didn't know how else to get in touch with her. So I was hoping you could just give me her email address. And she's like, Come on, I'll take you to her office. So and that, cool. that did Just it for us. Everything. Um, so, I mean, typically try to make appointments and respect everyone's time. I get that. But mm-hmm. sometimes you also just have to push the envelope a little bit. Absolutely. And, and make yourself the seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Tori's very good at that. I'm much Throwing more elbows. reserved. So. I'm, yeah, I'm not very good at just like forcing my way into things. I'm definitely more like of that, that thinker. Like, okay, let's figure out all the little pieces first. But Tori just picks up where I leave off. <laughs> Joe encouraged it. He said it would be okay. So. It'll be fine. You won't get yelled at too much. Yeah, yeah. Joe's are like, yeah, we're... sure you do That's that. Good. But I'm definitely a, a <laughs> like, like Tori, like you said, I'm definitely like you in that aspect. I'm like, I want to do this. I'm just going to walk up and do it. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, let's see how it goes. Have you ever had an interaction with a physician that um, didn't work out as well? And how did you navigate that? So I did have one. I was, you know, I was doing provider visits and I just went into to visit a physician and basically just hand them a folder with some information and say, here's what we do. Here's some of the services we offer. We do have a, like a medication therapy management. So we'll sit down with your patient and help you manage their medicines and see them actually in the pharmacy. And this provider goes, you know, I only see a handful of patients. I, I do a really good job with this. Um, he also is very like functional medicine, integrative right. medicine. Okay. And so 
he does more of the, I mean, functional medicine. Like we're thinking less of the, let's throw a statin on there, throw blood pressure and let's Mm -hmm. look at nutrition and supplements. Mm -hmm. And so for him, this really wasn't like a great, he didn't really see the value of it because again, he's got a very small practice, only sees a few patients. Mm -hmm. But with that case, it's just kind of a, you know, here's our information you know how to reach us. We'd love to have any patients and help them in any way that you feel like you need some help. So we're here for you, whatever you need. So mm-hmm. yeah. still trying to like phrase it as we're trying to be a member of the healthcare team and help you out. And mm-hmm. wherever you feel like you need that value of the pharmacist, then let us be that. Yeah. Especially if they got like a complex patient that they need some support on, that makes total sense, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just to try to like approach it in that perspective. Did you, did you approach him? I mean, did you have any of his patients already in your pharmacy that you could approach him with? And yeah, so we have a lot of his patients actually. So like I said, he only sees like a handful of patients, but um, we do take care of a lot of them. So um, in this case, I was doing provider visits in this, a town about 20 minutes from Mount Pleasant that we deliver to. And um, I was just kind of stopping in at a bunch of different places that we fill for already. We see a bunch of their patients and he was on my list. And so I didn't have any particular patients, but, you know, going back, we probably will, when we go back, we would say like, you know, Mr. Jones, we helped him with his blood pressure, mm-hmm. what have you. So yeah. be a little more specific. specific, but in this case, it was more of a, let me introduce myself to you and say, Hey, I am a pharmacist. I am a valuable member of the healthcare team. Yeah. Um, you have to think about it from each individual interaction. Sure. Yeah. yeah just from their perspective. Um, yep. I want to move to the, um, these new standing orders you're going to be, you're waiting on You're kind of pins and needles mm-hmm. at the moment. Right. Where, how, how are you, are you starting that at one pharmacy and then we'll try to scale it? Are, what's the kind of program approach, at least today's news wise, like I'm sure things change <laughs> as you learn more information, but what's, what's your, like a first approach with, is it just going to be smoking cessation? We're going to do it here. What, what's the approach? Look like? I know you're trying to build a, move on to the rest. I was trying to build in a, an appointment based model for sure. Um, okay. is that kind of what it is figuring out what your tech stack looks like for that? What do you think? <laughs> it's complicated because yeah. I mean, of course, Tori and I, we go between the like Mount Pleasant store and the Concord store. And so any project that we work on tends to start right there. Mm -hmm. And then we build like an SOP. We build like a workflow, how-to guide. So if another store wants to jump on, go for it. Take it. Mm -hmm. Ask us any questions. We'll help you out. And so it's a little bit of both. So we are going to launch the program at the stores that we are at Mm -hmm. and then help assist all those other stores whenever they're ready to jump on the boat. Yeah. So ideally everyone's doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we want to make sure that all of our patients have access to the same services. Mm -hmm. If we're advertising it on our, you know, Moose Pharmacy pages that, you know, just because I live in Kannapolis, I don't have to drive all the way to Mount Pleasant to get the service that, you know, it's accessible to everyone. Um, and we just have to balance out each of our pharmacies are very different, (laughs) even though we're, you know, the same umbrella, um, but they, they are each different. Their staffing capacity is different. So some of them, they Mm -hmm. might have limited, they can, they can adjust the calendar so they can say, Hey, we're only going to offer this service on Fridays. Like we have the capability, a little bit more free time on Fridays. We'll do it then, but we can't Mm -hmm. offer it the other four days a week. So we'll kind of let everyone make it their own. Um, but we'll give them all the foundation that they need to do the service. And then they can, each pharmacy can figure out how they want to really roll with it. What about billing for the smoking cessation? Oh, Un- we are unpa- still unpack, that out. Unpack that, been... that if you, if you can. Oh, man, Let's, that has been like the monster on my back for a while. It feels okay. like. So I think she was hoping you'd avoid that question. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm, I'm like, curious because I, I know other reading, people trying to crack this nut. So, yeah, um, the yeah. language. so we are getting set up with medical billing yeah. and we are working with a company to get us like up and rolling and going with that. The real barrier that we have is that pharmacists don't have provider status. So in the eyes of insurance companies and CMS and everything like that, we are not considered healthcare providers, which is a shame. It Mm -hmm. is an absolute shame. So when it comes to billing insurance, that's kind of a hit, like we're, that's kind of the biggest roadblock we're heading to. So right now it is a cash-based model. Right. Okay. 
which mm -hmm. is difficult with smoking cessation because these patients, like they realize how hard it is to quit. It is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And we're asking them to pay for this program to help them get through mm -hmm. all of this. So the way I tend to see it is if you smoke one pack of cigarettes a day, and this is just based on average yeah. cost, um, you're spending almost $200 a month on cigarettes. That's so and much. that's just one pack a day. If you do the six hundred like six month program with us, you will be saving close to eight hundred dollars in six months just from not buying cigarettes. And so that's how I'm trying to frame it as far as the cash based model. But we really are trying to figure out that insurance billing. Um, I I've kind of looked into a little bit maybe the clinical pharmacist practitioner that we have here in North Carolina. We can bill for certain services, like okay. certain primary care services as a CPP, like independently. And so I think that's going to be the avenue we end up going, but we would have to get that CPP credential and bill it under their, right. their name. So that's the avenue I'm trying to <laughs> trying to look at right now, but it is a pretty tough nut to crack. Yeah, it, it is. I was hoping you did. And you just had this like, <laughs> no, breaking no, news. We are, we, <laughs> this is so easy. Yeah. And this is how you do it. No, I, I, a lot of that's the infrastructure is not there too, right? The, yeah. the payers and, and all that haven't adopted that mode yet, you know, and they just got orders. So I don't know no telling how long that's going to be, but that's cool. It's really cool what you're doing. And I think that makes sense from a cash based perspective. I didn't realize how much cigarettes were like, I've, yeah, I don't smoke, I've never so I don't even know. Like, <laughs> yeah, my God, $200 mind. a month. Yeah. And I'm sure my Google history and that like, you know, couple of weeks when I was like looking up all these numbers, I'm sure somebody was looking at my Google history and going like, what is <laughs> this girl doing? She's going to get these Instagram <laughs> but, ads that are weird. <laughs> yeah. Know, for, like, we get cigarettes. some very strange questions. Like, I feel like being a pharmacist, I look up some of the strangest things on Google now. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. But I mean, true. when it comes to cigarettes, though, they are so pricey. Um I was looking at the state along these same lines, of course, North Carolina, we've got like a lot of tobacco farms and that sort of thing. So it's not just smoking. It's also like smokeless tobacco and like right. chewing tobacco. Oh, dip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The vape pens and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, and so like that. thinking about like, how are we going, like, what's the conversion factor like with nicotine between like smokeless tobacco and cigarettes. And then what about e-cigarettes? Like how do you mm -hmm. start like factoring vapes in there? Because every vape is different. And yeah. um, of course we want to get patients off nicotine altogether because mm -hmm. of the health risks that are involved with nicotine products. But yeah. Yeah. Again, my Google search history was very strange for a while. <laughs> well, <there. laughs> well and then also ads. like um, talking to somebody that used to be a smoker and now is vaping, you know who mm -hmm. I'm talking about. So I'm not going to say their name. Oh, um, okay. And it, they think they get less nicotine um, when they're doing it. And I'm like, yeah. I know that's not what I've read. Yeah. And they think they're being healthier about it and they think it's going to help them get off nicotine. It's not our recommendation. No, <laughs> no, definitely Noted. not the CDC approved <laughs> CDC recommended. Like, and so there's even more data for you to push out to these patients that go, yeah, vaping's not even better. It's actually worse. Right. Um, and probably the cost analysis on it too. It's about the same. If yeah. not mm -hmm. probably more expensive because you have like all these fancy name brand products and yeah. Oh, no. Well, um, and the flavors too. too. Yeah. 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 So, I, I imagine it's more expensive. I would imagine. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I, I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. And then we have to start thinking like sometimes these patients just like the flavor of their vape and how yeah. do we manage that? Like if they're like doing like the cinnamon flavored vape, are we going to give them like cinnamon flavored nicotine, yeah. like mm -hmm. the nicotine lozenge right. or gum or, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Here's some red hots. Right. <laughs> Eat these instead. Chew this big red with. Uh, yeah, here's some here's some big red gum. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like it makes me think about how expensive like my coffee habit could be, you know. And, and yeah. <laughs> And you've gotten bougie. Yeah. I know I've gotten I mean, bougie. Like I've escalated my coffee like problem. Like I've got like a uh, bougie espresso maker now, and now I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. It grinds the it grinds the beans. It packs it in the cup for a finer, then, richer, more flavor profile. And it's got okay. even a, it's got even a little steamer on it, so he can steam his milk or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, I'm, I love this. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm just like, I don't know. My dad just looks I, at me in disappointment for the most part when he uses it. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I have to keep the Keurig and coffee pot in the in the kitchen cabinet because it's like when his parents come to visit or my grandma comes to visit, it's like, all right, let's not try and teach y'all how to use this. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the yeah. other coffee maker for you guys. Right. I mean, <laughs> It's like Tori and I both have a bit of a caffeine problem. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if that just comes from pharmacy school or three kids. College, yeah, three, three kids. kids. Case, yeah. Residency. Yeah. Um, kids and career. Yeah. That's the combo. Tori's got a little fancy coffee maker have, too. I have a fancy coffee maker I, and a milk frother. So I know, right? right. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it. it's so good <laughs> I though. I just use my good old pour over, my handy dandy, trusty yeah. pour yeah. over yeah. I will say this. I did use your uh, frother the other day. It's fantastic. Cohen was wanting chocolate milk. No, he was wanting hot chocolate. Oh, and yeah, he, perfect. And, and he goes, I just stuck it in the microwave. And I'm like, oh, that's why there's a milk ring in the microwave. Okay, good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, look, use dad's coffee maker. And I was like, this is how you do it. You stick it under the little frother. You turn the style. That's the one yeah. piece I know how to use. <laughs> that's great. It's the steamer. It's good. And then I love going to the cutlass. So I know we're getting like off on a thing, but I don't care. Um <laughs> And then I, we go to this like fancy grocery store, but they have this huge coffee area and I just like sitting in it and just smelling everything. That's, oh, that's oh. We have a huge um, coffee roaster actually in town. Oh, really? So you just like drive oh. by and it's like, Oh, it's, <laughs> it's blissful. That's why I feel so like that's nice. a problem. And I get to I drive like on my way to daycare in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So that's like my pick me up. I right. wake up in the morning once I hit that spot, it's like, Okay, I can start my day. So, yeah. so does that so does that count as contact caffeination? I think so. I think it does. <laughs> I really do. It does something in your brain to make you yeah, feel better. It does. And I don't know it, what it, it does is. release You're some like like okay, I'm ready to yes. conquer the day. Yeah. So contact maybe caffeination. Thinking about this, maybe I should be on a caffeine cessation program. I know. Maybe we need to start <laughs> a new program. I know. I've been trying to enroll you first. Yes. Our this first patient. Done. I've been trying to cut back on the caffeine. It is so hard. hard. Well, I mean, like. And you're reading an article about someone who died because they over. Well, yeah, they bought a bunch of pure. So this guy, uh, he's a personal trainer. I think he's in the U.S. Um, he's 29 years old, so fairly personal trainer, one healthy, right? Uh, 29, young, and so he bought a bunch of pure caffeine. I think from the U.K. The caffeine mm-hmm. pills. And and he t- and he misdosed himself, and so oh, he took no. what the equivalent was was like 200 cups, uh, of, coffee? cups of coffee. In oh one setting, and yeah, no, I, I think 24 hours later, you do is dead. Yeah, uh, crazy. I know. Caffeine is not benign by any means. Yeah, right. No, I mean, yeah. there's there's limitations. They like the recommended for what is 400 milligrams a day, or if you're, I think it was like if you're a guy, it's 400 milligrams a day, and if it was a, if you're a girl, it was like between 350 370. Am I wrong? I don't know the number off the top of my head. Yeah, that sounds right, but I know I drink more than that. So. <laughs> I know, like I'm like I'm way it's, over that. I think, but whatever. I try um, to stay. I try to stay <laughs> under like 300. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think he bought some pure form, like some powder or some um whatever, and just and it didn't come with any like way to measure what appropriate an amount was or something. So he just, I think he, he think he misplaced the zero and, uh, and, uh, he's not like here. Yeah, no, I know that's where we're at world. That really brought the crowd down. I feel like with that story. (laughs) Yep. We're getting a note. The max is 400 milligrams per day. So I'm doing good. According According to Google, Google, which, yes, you know, we'll see, which is four cups of coffee. So I'm doing good. I stay under 300. Yeah. That's good. I don't know about you. I don't know, man. I've, Your I've, green tea is pretty stout. So. I've, I've seen the, the crude oil that you drink. <laughs> so, well, Abby and Tori, it was fantastic to have you both on and kind of telling your journey about how you got there, what you're doing now. And I think it's a really cool one. Like I, when we go talk to like, uh, we get a lot of students at like mm-hmm. ASHP or something like that. Yeah. Right. And they really don't even, some of them don't even know about this different Avenue of pharmacy. You can go down that you guys are pursuing, which is yep. really cool. Um, and so I guess last with a, that's a pretty good parting question. What's next for both of you um, kind of in the next phase of so at least your residency. Yeah, What's here. what's the timeline left on your residency with Moose and then what's next? The residency year ends um, at the end of June. Okay. So the new residents come in July 1st mm-hmm. um, and we have, we've interviewed them. We're pending match day to see match who day. will, you know, replace us. Yes. Um, and 
what's next for us. We don't we're, we're really both know trying yet. to figure out at this point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we, we, we tend to kind of make those decisions in the last quarter, make sure mm-hmm. that we have lots of good data to support us <laughs> as we pitch ourselves. Right. Yes, as update pharmacists. the CV. <laughs> um, and, and so we'll, we'll see what our next steps are, but hopefully we'll be continuing to mm-hmm. push the pharmacy practice forward and mm-hmm. continue to help create these changes. Yeah. Be the catalyst. You know, okay. change. Well, well, well placed. Well placed. Well placed. So when is um when's match day? Is that like a March sixteenth? Yes. March sixteenth. So, What's coming um, up? Oh, I know it's like from, si- it's like signing day and free agency or something. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was about yeah, to it's say. A, it's a yeah, big thing. So March sixteenth. So a week from tomorrow, based on like the time we're recording this. So I'm very excited. I'm hopeful. Oh. Of course, crossing our fingers that. We helped with interviews, so we're crossing our fingers that we get like our number one and two candidates. Okay, right. Um, it's just kind of giving me all sorts of like flashbacks from last year and yeah. how stressful that whole process was. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see the future of pharmacy, the future of Moose Pharmacy, and just the profession as a whole. I think we don't talk about community-based residency enough in pharmacy no. school, or really just community pharmacy mm-hmm. in general in school and. I'm so excited to see what the future brings for these really great students. Um, That's really cool. So you get and for yeah. us too, so for that matter. Yeah. So it's a combination <laughs> recruiting of the ones you want, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. kind of filtering out the ones you don't think are good. That's interesting. It's cool. So mm-hmm. you guys got to participate in that. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah but now it's like a, a dual interview because it's like I really like this person. I yeah. hope they liked us and they want to mm-hmm. be here. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't want to be at a Moose Pharmacy to do their residency? Tell so, you. You know what you sign up. I mean, there's going to be somebody though. Like, I, yeah. And with how innovative and how just unique our, mm-hmm. our, our process program. is, yeah. yeah, our program, you know, we're not for everybody and we recognize that. And yeah. some people, you know, we loved them. They were amazing, but we just don't know if we're a good fit for them. And that's okay. Yeah. Like not everybody's route or um, story has to be exactly the same. Everybody's going to take their own path in pharmacy right? and just respecting that and understanding. It's like, they're still going to do great things in their own way. And um, I mean, we've got former Moose residents and all, all factors. Places. Yeah. We've oh, got that's them true. Literally yeah. In, he like, collects a lot Congress. of them. <laughs> yeah, we've got a former resident there. Um, in organizations in, or, or in the community pharmacy, in the community oh, yeah. pharmacy, everywhere. academia, yeah. um, we've got them everywhere, but I feel like I'm definitely very prepared for Moose Pharmacy and whatever, yeah. wherever life brings me, whatever cool. happens next. Well, that's cool. Fantastic. That's well, we have hit our hour. And so thank you girls yeah. for joining us today. And of course, um, thank you for having us. And of course, Women Empowerment Month. So thank you for being the women in pharmacy and helping our <laughs> profession you. grow and thrive with your ideas and your ambitions. So um, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, you so much. Y'all have a great day. Thanks, you too. You too. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.